Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 11 of This Week in History. Thursday afternoon, 12 noon, your dive into the rich history of our great sport. I want to thank you for joining us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from, or if you're watching us on YouTube or on Facebook. We want to thank you for your support. We are part of the Ontario Independent Wrestling Podcast Network and also the Johnners Podcasting Network. So we want to welcome all our listeners, like, share, subscribe, build this community bigger, and also check out the other shows within these uh, podcast communities. We are here for this week in history. We are looking at the week of February 26th to March 4th. We're even going to throw in a leap year uh, day of uh, February 29th for one uh, event that I believe happened. And we can't do any of that until we bring in Jonesy from Niagara Falls. How are you? Good evening. Or afternoon, sorry. Uh, we've already broke the fourth wall numerous times. Oh, no, yeah. I was actually, I, I, my brain. We record this in the evening and uh, have it ready for Thursday at 12. We actually recorded this three years ago. Yeah, maybe not breaking that fourth wall down that much. Um, but how are you today? I'm doing pretty COVID fast, fantastic today. Yeah, another day in paradise, stuck at home waiting for work. Uh, I don't mind it too much. Uh, I like watching uh, lots of uh, movies, so I've been catching up on movies I haven't watched in a long time or have never seen. And the WWE Network. Yes, and the WWE Network. And I watched an interesting show, um, nothing to do with wrestling, but um, it's called, uh, forget what it's called, but just uh, put in Cecil Hotel. Wild stuff. Interesting. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, will be able to binge watch whatever, uh, thanks to all the different uh, outlets of uh, things like Netflix and Prime and Disney and Star and who knows what all is out there. And, of course, you can always deep dive into uh, YouTube and check out a lot of these history moments as well. Uh, so if you are ready, we will start ready. with our first day of February 29th, no, 26th. All right, February 26th, uh, 54 years ago, Vern Gagne celebrated his 41st first birthday by winning the AWA Heavyweight Championship for the eighth time by defeating Mad Dog Vachon. 24 years ago on a Monday Night Raw taping in Berlin, Germany, the British Bulldog defeated Owen Hart in a tournament final to become the first ever WWF European Champion. The Bulldog would hold it the longest at 207 days. The European Championship was only around for about five years, including Shane McMahon abandoning the title briefly in 99. It was unified with the IC title in 2002. Uh, the tournament uh, took place over a week-long tour of Germany, included Flash Funk, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Bret Hart, Rocky Maivia, Mankind, and the ever agile and doesn't stink Vader. Uh, this taping was also the 500th 
and 46th and final episode of WWF Superstars of Wrestling before it became a highlight show for the remainder of its run, concluding in 2001. The last ever WWF Superstar match was Ahmed Johnson defeating, or rather destroying, Leaf Cassidy. And uh, yeah, the uh, Superstars of Wrestling, I definitely watched that as a kid, and uh, that was one of the main shows that uh, caught all the WWF a- action on. Well, that's what caught me uh, watching uh, Channel 2 Detroit. I uh, was able to be uh, gotten here in London, Ontario, and uh, I remember distinctly a Saturday morning, September 96, the new cartoon season started, and you had those old brown boxes with the buttons, and then you flip the thing to go to the yeah, channels down below. So you had like maybe 30 channels uh, to search, but a couple of them didn't even exist. And I remember going plink, 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 plink all the way through, flip to the bottom side, and I think it was like the second button on the bottom row. And it was all of a sudden WD Superstars, 11 o'clock, and they were highlighting, I believe, uh, Randy Savage uh, drilling the uh, bell into Ricky Steamboat's neck. Uh, I think it was on a previous Saturday night's main event, which broke his larynx. And all you hear is uh, about Jesse and uh, Vince commentating, and I didn't turn the channel since. So that was my introduction, considering I hated uh, Hogan on A-Team. But having superstars wrestling at 11 o'clock every week. And then, of course, in Canada, we end up getting, I think, uh, CHCH at 1 o'clock was like uh, Wrestling Challenge. And yes, then yes. wrestling at 7. And uh, that that box just brings back some memories. My favorite channel was actually WUAB out of Cleveland. And their news uh, every, I think it was every weekend. I don't, I can't remember what. Um, um, company it was, but they always highlighted a wrestling uh, show um, like every Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, I don't remember. It was that kind one. Of, it was what, they were one of the only stations that actually uh, did that at that I time, remember, actually mentioned wrestling. I remember being number five on the bottom row and uh, for uh, that, and you, you used to have the afternoon movie with the wheel and the calling in my grandma used to watch that and then of course super host on uh, uh saturday afternoons so good memories of wuab yes but of course we're talking wrestling not the movie guy and what was his favorite um uh, cookie that he ate because it was his nickname too i have no idea at the moment fig newtons he always had a thing of fig newtons there there we go anyways 21 years ago, at an ECW uh, on TNN taping, Tommy Dreamer and Masato Tanaka defeated the Impact players, Lance Storm and Chris Candido, to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. 21 years ago, in LA, California, Chris Candido defeated Damian Steele in a Falls Count Anywhere match to win the XPW World Heavyweight Championship. Candido would vacate the title just three weeks later after he signs with WCW. Yeah, it's a shame what all happened to him. Like, really good prospect. Uh, discovered down in uh, Smoky Mountain. That's where they discovered uh, Tammy. 
And then uh, the history of them going to WWE with, yeah, her unfortunately cheating, and he was so devoted to her. And then, yeah, a lot of uh, personal demons got to, to both of them, and an injury in TNA took him out, uh, basically because he had surgery and a blood clot, and that was all that she wrote for Chris Candido and. We know the tragic history of uh, Tammy Sitch and her legal issues. But uh, I don't understand why she would uh, cheat on Chris Candido. Candido is a very handsome man. Anyways, back to wrestling. 21 years ago in, oh, sorry, 19 years ago at a SmackDown taping, Goldust defeated Maven to win the WWF Hardcore Championship. 14 years ago on Raw, John Zena and Shawn Michaels defeated Rated RKO, Edge, and Randy Orton to win the World Tag Team Championship. 11 years ago today, WWE Cleans House has a slew of talents get released. Uh, Greg, Gregory Helms, Maria Canellis, Paul Birchhill, Yar, uh, referee Scott Armstrong, and two days later, Charlie Haas. Uh, and uh, for your information, the pirate Birch Hill retired in 2014 and became a firefighter in Kentucky. Hmm. And referee Armstrong would return a year later for the Elimination Chamber, then became a producer in the WWE. Ten years ago, Ring of Honor celebrated their ninth anniversary with a big show from Frontier Park Fieldhouse in Chicago, Illinois. Roderick Strong defeated Homicide in a no-hards-barred match to retain the ROH World Championship. The Kings of Wrestling, Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnolo, Noli, good enough, Noli. Defeated, yes, defeated the All-Night Express, Kenny King and Reet Titus to retain the ROH Tag Team Championship. Christopher Daniels and Eddie Edwards fought to a 30-minute time limit draw for the ROH World Television Championship and the wrestling's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas and Sheldon Benjamin, uh, defeated the Briscoe brothers, Jay and Mark. Moving on to February 27th. 47 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, Giant Baba finishes a record of 8-0-2 in a round-robin tournament become the first Pacific Wrestling Federation World Heavyweight Champion. Others in the tournament included Abdullah the Butcher, Bobo Brazil, Dick Bayer, a.k.a. the Destroyer, uh, Terry Funk, Don Leo Jonathan, Pat O'Connor, Bruno Sammartino, and Wilbur Snyder. Giant Baba would hold the title for the next 1,920 days until Tor Kamada defeated him for it on June 1st, 1978. 23 years ago, Steve Bradley defeated Christopher Daniels to win the third East Coast Wrestling Association Super 8 Tournament. Other participants included Ace Darling, Jeff Peterson, Matt Hardy, Christian York, Devin Storm, and Jeff Hardy. 21 years ago, WWF presented no way, no way Out. Kurt Angle defeated Chris Jericho to win the WWF IC belt. The Dudley Boys, Bubba Ray and Devon, defeated the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog and Billy Gunn, to win the WWF Tag Team Championship. X-Pac defeated Kane in a no-holds-bar match. 
The Big Show defeated The Rock to earn a WWF Championship match at WrestleMania 2000. And Triple H defeated Cactus Jack and a Hell in a Cell match to retain the WWF Championship. With the loss, Cactus Jack was forced to retire for just three weeks as Linda McMahon brought him back as the surprise fourth man at WrestleMania 2000 in the Fatal 4-Way Elimination match for the WWF title. That No Way Out event also, as you uh, see the collage here, um, was also the debut of uh, the Radicals in a hmm. uh, match. Uh, you see Eddie, his face is a little covered with their logo, mind you, but he's in a cast after that uh, botched uh, frog splash that he did when he landed hard on the uh, mat and uh, wrecked his arm. But the other three members, uh, Perry Saturn, Chris Benoit, and Dean Malenka, were also in action that night. February 28th. Oh, I might have missed one. Did I miss one? Yes, I did. I do believe so. Yes, the NXT arrival. So three years ago today, WWE presented NXT Arrival. The show is noted for being the first live special on the WWE Network. Cesaro defeated Sami Zayn. The Ascension, Connor and Victor defeated Too, uh, too Cool, uh, Grandmaster Sexy and Scotty Too Hotty. Paige defeated Emma by submission to retain the NXT Women's Championship and Adrian Neville defeated Bo Dallas in the latter match to win the NXT Championship. Uh, the win ends Bo's 280-day run as NXT Champion. Now we're moving on to February 28th. <clears throat> 39 years ago in Atlanta, Ole Anderson and Stan Hansen defeated Jack and Jerry Briscoe in the finals of a one-night tournament to win the vacated NWA World Tag Team Championship. 35 years ago, Dick Slater defeated Jake Roberts to win the Mid-South Television Championship. He would be the last to hold the title before it became the Universal Wrestling Federation title. 32 years ago today, at a World Championship Wrestling taping, Rick Steiner and Eddie Gilbert defeated Kelvin Sullivan and Steve Williams to win the NWA United States Tag Team Championship. 21 years ago, on Nitro, Three Count, Helms, Courageous, and Shannon Moore defeated Brian Nobbs to win the WCW Hardcore Championship. That's right, the whole team won the belt. Eh, what you gonna do there, WCW? Just, ugh. 21 years ago today, on Raw is War, Mark Henry and Crash Holly fought to a no contest for the WWF Hardcore Championship. It was what happened during the match that would become one of the oddest payoffs to a storyline. Uh, Sean, if you want to tell the story, you go right ahead. Oh, there you go. There's the storyboard for you. Yeah, a little storyboard here. Uh, well, as you see in the upper left-hand corner, but <clears throat> beforehand, Mae Young and Mark Henry hooked up uh, one night, and they got into a relationship and everything. I, that faithful night with uh, his match against Crash Holly, May went into labor, and they got her to the back, and everybody was concerned, and all of a sudden she gave birth to a hand, as the guy in the bottom left is about to throw up after a gooey hand, rubber hand at that, comes out, and uh, I believe Briscoe and uh, Patterson were also there, definitely Briscoe, 
uh, as you see in the uh, one picture. And he uh, tossed his cookies. And, of course, years later on a uh, reunion special uh, with the Legends, May Young showed up, or it could have been WrestleMania, I'm not sure at the moment, uh, but May Young showed up with her son, with Mark Henry. So I don't know what the deal is with that. That was just really, really bad that they didn't even, yeah, I, I don't get it. But it, it is it's one of, of those things that's, I think, funny now, but back then you're kind of like, okay, what's this stupidity going on? <laughs> yeah. So 20 years ago today in Dover, Delaware, Nick Burke defeated Justin Payne to win the CZW World Heavyweight Championship, only to lose it moments later to Yoshiro Tajiri, uh, who would lose it to John Zandig, a belt changing hands three times in um, minutes. Uh, to me, that kind of makes the belt seem a little worthless when you let it change three times really quickly i just don't get it but um i'm sure the fans enjoyed it 19 uh, years so ago today go ahead sorry it's a kind of a mixture on that one depending on uh the backstory i'm not sure about it uh to be honest so i can't uh judge either way but if they were all sort of evenly matched up right that kind of uh proves that uh that they're so tight in competition that anybody could win it at any time, but it sounds, sounds also like WD's uh, 24-7 rule where, you know, you can start pinning, and that's where the ridiculousness comes in because, as we know, our truth is up to almost 50 uh, wins as a 24-7 champion after just stupid roll-ups and, uh, like, nut shots and stuff like that. Uh, I prefer to be an actual contest for a title, instead of uh, the cheapness of that. And it just, after a while, even the comedy of it dies off. But in this case, on that night, um, and depends on also the length of time between that whole exchange of uh, belts, what'll happen. But yeah, I'd have to see it to uh, know what the context of why it was changing so fast and so many times in one event. And moving on, 19 years ago, WWF premiered Tough Enough 2 on MTV. The series wound up being won by Linda Miles and Jackie Gaeta. Uh, Matt Morgan, Kenny Lane, a.k.a. Kenny King, and Jesse Ward, who is the wife of ROH star Tommaso Ciampa, were also a part of the cast. Actually, NXT star Tommaso Ciampa. Yes, didn't... Didn't he come through the Indies there in Ontario yep. at one time? Yes, he did. Oh, he, right. was also, he was also a lawyer, uh, I believe, for Muhammad Hassan uh, in his uh, battle with Undertaker, and he had hair at the time and got uh, squashed by Taker. But, hmm. yeah. So eight years ago today at Universal Orlando, Kenny King defeated Rob, Rob Van Dam to win the TNA X Division Championship. Seven years ago at Shine 17, Leva Bates and Mike Yim defeated Allison Kay and Taylor Maid in the finals of a one-night tournament to win the Shine Tag Team Championship. And Taylor Maid, no, that wasn't um, a Terry Taylor. 
No. It's a happy 68th birthday of Richard Henry Blood Sr. He's best known to wrestling fans as the legendary Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. 29 years ago, WCW presented Super Brawl 2. Of note, this is Jesse Ventura's first uh, pay-per-view appearance for WCW. Uh, Flying Brian defeated Juice and Thunder Liger to win the WCW Light Heavyweight Championship. Rick Rude defeated Ricky Steamboat to retain the WCW United States Heavyweight Championship. And Sting defeated Lex Luger to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship for the second straight year. March 1st. 35 years ago today, WWF airs the first ever Salami Awards. The award show, taped three months earlier from the Baltimore Civic Center in Baltimore, Maryland, was mainly used to promote the wrestling album, which was released back four months previous. The good old pre-internet days when you could air banked events and no one knew. 24 years ago, ECW presented Living Dangerously. Uh, Jerry Lynn and Chris Chetty defeated the FBI, consisting of Little Guido and Tracy Smothers. Tommy Dreamer defeated Justin Credible. Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Taz to win the ECW World Television Championship. End of this featured uh, both men falling through the ring with Bam Bam and a Taz mission. Bam Bam pulled Taz out from under the ring to pin him. Uh, some think this was a legitimate ring break, but I believe it was actually planned. Uh, go watch it on Google and let me know what you think. Yeah, Sam. I almost had a uh, whole gif uh, of the thing from the moment uh, Taz puts on Taz mission to them staggering back and going backwards. But unfortunately, that was too big of a file to load up. So we have a picture of them going through the uh, ring at that point. And and I believe this was after they did a very similar similar spot on the ramp at one of their shows, which is um, uh, a decent match. Uh, where are we now? Oh, in in that card also, Sabu defeated the Sandman in a dueling canes match. And Al Snow and Lance Storm defeated Shane Douglas and Chris Candido. This ma match is best remembered for the crowd littering the ring with styrofoam heads. Because what does 16... everybody want? Head. Uh, 16 years ago at a SmackDown, Orlando Jordan defeated John Zena to win the WWE United States Championship. 15 years ago in Louisville, Kentucky... Brent Albright defeated CM Punk to win a one-night tournament for the vacated OVW Heavyweight Championship. Eleven years ago, Russellicious made its debut on uh, Matt, Matt, sorry, MTV? I guess that's MTV. Got it all freaked yeah. up there. In the United States and Byte TV in Canada, the all-female comedy promotion founded by Powerball winner Jonathan Vargas produced just 10 episodes. Uh, why would you try to copy Glow? I would have put that money into an extreme midget promotion that you could bet on. How about you, Sean? What, what, if, if you had tons of money and you were going to do a wrestling theme type thing or show, what would it be? Well, I would say why not uh, some... Uh Glow Rebirth, uh, uh, if you uh, followed how uh, Glow went uh, with the drama version of it on Netflix, it was well-received. So why not try it again uh, with Russellicious? Now, of course, if I were to do something today 
and have money to be able to do it. I think I'd be leaning more towards what ROH is doing with uh, their pure championship and less flippy stuff and some actual rules that you have to follow and make, it, make it more of an athletic sort of competition uh, as opposed to a uh, visit to Cirque du Soleil. So I think that's where I would be leaning towards. Uh, people know I'm also a uh, fan and uh, dropped by the, the Russell Factory. And that's what uh, is being basically focused on there is fundamentals. And I just love seeing that sort of uh, athleticism as opposed to the Cirque du Soleil. Uh, you can only... It, it has its place. Holy crap. Why don't they have a Cirque du Soleil type uh, tag team out there? Come on. Well, Come on, indie wrestlers. Get your shit if, together, man. If you watch uh, SmackDown, Reginald, who is the sommelier to uh, uh, Carmella and has been weirdly hooking, uh, trying to get it uh, with Sasha, he's actually a former Cirque du Soleil uh, performer. Neat. So. All right, we're going to move on to 10 years ago. Johnny Curtis is announced as the winner of NXT Volume 4. Uh, Brodus Clay finished second. Uh, his biggest win came at WrestleMania 29 when Curtis, as a ballroom dancer, Fandango, defeated Chris Jericho in his in-ring debut. Brodus Clay, the Funkasaurus, uh, that guy got hot shit from the writers. Um, uh, you know what? I thought Brodus Clay... You know, if they would have just let him be a mean asshole, I think it would have been fine. And the, hey, they got to use the uh, "Somebody Call My Mama" uh, song again that uh, uh, Ernest Miller used. Uh, we talked before uh, this whole thing as well. Uh, I want to point out that season five was actually a redemption uh, one, and Johnny Curtis, even though he won season four, got stuck still on season five. Uh, EC3 was there. Uh, I forget his uh, other name, uh, his WWE name at the time. But that season five dragged on for so long. You had Michael McGillicuddy back there, which was uh, then Curtis Axel. The Usos uh, ended up being uh, coming up through there uh, briefly because they started doing a little more tag team stuff on it. But it was a season that just would not end. And I think they finally figured out about ending it. And I showed you this picture, and it was the lost season that never happened uh, with NXT. And you got people like Seth Rollins, Damian Sando, Bo Dallas, uh, Leo Kruger, who uh, ended up coming up as uh, Adam Rose, Punico, who uh, ended up becoming uh, Sin Cara when they uh, dumped him, Big E, of course, and even Xavier Woods was uh, going to be a part of it. And before pulling the trigger and putting it on TV in that same time slot that uh, NXT, the competition uh, season had, they decided to scrap uh, FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling, and turned it into uh, NXT, which we see today. And three of those guys that were in, the, in this picture are the first three uh, NXT champions, starting off with Seth Rollins, then uh, Big E, followed by Bo Dallas. So I think they made a really good decision to dump that the whole lame competition uh, and mentor thing that they were doing. 
Um, if you ever get a chance, go back and Google some FCW, and you get to see uh, all these guys that are basically on WDTV today. The guys that are in that picture, Roman Reigns, uh, even Richie Steamboat. I think Richie was supposed to be a part of that uh, group too in uh, number six. But they get to see all those guys in FCW before they became uh, NXT stars and then WDE uh, talent. So it's quite the journey if you ever get to go back and uh, Google those events or even DSW. And uh, I didn't pay attention that NXT until they actually started doing what they're doing now. I didn't like the competition thing. I just thought it was silly. Yeah. Uh, it's a happy 35th birthday for Ator Elwin, a.k.a. Big E Langston, or simply Big E. And he is big there. Uh, before wrestling, he was a powerlifter for two years. Uh, during his brief time as a powerlifter, he would set state and national raw powerlifting records in the heavyweight and super heavyweight divisions for deadlift and total weight and would win the USAPL National Powerlifting Championship in 2011. And I believe he just broke a record quite recently, if I remember. Yeah, I'm not uh, really sure. Because uh, I seen it up on Facebook there. Uh, there was a link to he broke some deadlift or whatever record, and he did it at John Zena's uh, gym. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't uh, notice that one. Yeah. Uh, just to go back, one uh, item is sure. uh, the 28th birthday for Australian-born uh, Tennille Dashwood. Uh, best known uh, to WD fans as Emma. Uh, it's unfortunately that her gimmick didn't uh, take off or even stay because she did weird dancing with Santino, and then they tried to make her into some sort of uber diva, and that uh, failed. But Tennille is, uh, I believe, working in, uh, I'm going to say, Impact Wrestling right now. And uh, so she's over there, and that was her uh, 20th birthday the other day. They should have just kept her plain, simple, and beautiful. It's a happy 38th birthday for Wesley Dave Richards, best known to wrestling fans as Davey Richards. Richards is best known as one half of the American Wolves uh, with Eddie Edwards, with whom he has won tag team championships in TNA, Ring of Honor, and Squared Circle Wrestling. It's a happy 55th birthday for Scott Antoll, a.k.a. Scotty Riggs. Uh, he worked the independent circuit for about three years before signing with WCW in 1995. He, along with Marcus Alexander Bagwell, became the American Males. The pretty bo boy duo was widely popular, especially with the ladies. They would win the WCW World Tag Team Championship once for eight days. Uh, soon Bagwell, Bagwell was picked for NWO's new member of the week. Uh, so that was left Riggs to join Raven's flock in late 97, wearing an eye patch due to injury. Uh, he didn't shower for like months. Uh, and after the flock flew away, disbanding at Fallboro 98, he would soon leave and join ECW 2000. Uh, he would join Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling, becoming three-time heavyweight champ and three-time tag champ with Eric Watts. 
He would leave the business for a few years due to personal reasons. He'd return in 2007 and retire in 2009. It's a happy 52nd birthday to Booker Huffman Jr., but he's best known to wrestling fans as the five-time, 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 five-time WCW champion Booker T. It's a happy 82nd birthday for Anon bin Abdul Kareem Ahmed al Casey el farthi a.k.a. Sheikh Adnan al Casey and General Adnan. Uh, some interesting what? stuff. Sorry? What did you also see uh, in this picture, which when I was looking for uh, the General Adnan uh, photo to put up, I found out that he was also Billy White Wolf uh, in yes. WWE with uh, Strongbow. Yes. So I uh, put up both pictures of what he looked like. You wouldn't know Ooh. He went from being a Native American to an Iraqi. He he sure did. Now, wait until you hear some of the stuff on this guy. Um, and I've actually uh, um, ordered uh, his um, autobiography on um, through Amazon because uh, just listen to this stuff. He was a one-time high school friend of Saddam Hussein. In the late 70s, Al Casey tried to introduce professional wrestling to Iraq, but Hussein's paranoia concerning po uh, potential political rivals severed those plans and their friendship. Uh, with tensions between the United States and the Middle East brewing, Adnan went to the American Wrestling Association in 81 as Sheikh Adnan Al Casey. Usually managed foreign talents, including King Kong Bruiser Brody, Nord the Barbarian, Bor Zukov, a Coquina Maximus, a King Tonga, and the Mongolian Stomper. Uh, Ed Adnan joined the WWF in nine, 1990 as General Adnan, a pro-Iraqi sympathizer, and in a managing role for Sergeant Slaughter during his Iraqi sympathizer days. Uh, Adnan published an autobiography, The Sheikh of Baghdad, Tales of Celebrity and Terror, from Pro Wrestling's General Adnan in 2005. Um, and in uh, 1971, he defeated Andre the Giant in El Shab uh, Stadium in Baghdad under the uh, auspices in support of uh, his former friend at high school, Saddam Hussein. For a while, um, he was basically kind of uh, held somewhat prisoner by Saddam Hussein. Um, using his wrestling as a way for Saddam Hussein to put out his political agenda. So uh, it's going to be an interesting read. Yeah. You'll have to maybe do a book report. Absolutely. Uh, it would have been the, wait a minute. No, I don't want to do that. Uh, it, it would have been the 86th birthday for film and TV actor Robert Conrad, the actor best known for his role as James T. West on the hit 1960s television series, The Wild Wild West, and was the special referee for the steel cage match at WrestleMania II for the WWF championship between Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy. Moving on to March 2nd, 28 years ago at a WCW Worldwide taping, the Hollywood Blondes, Brian Pillman and Steve Austin defeated Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas to win the WCW World Tag Team Championship. Also on the taping, Paul Orndorff defeated Eric Watts in the tournament final to win the WCW World Television Championship. 
The title was vacated back in November when then champion Scott Steiner left for the good old WWF. And just to go years. back to uh, the one with this picture, yes, folks, if you're new to wrestling, Steve Austin did have hair. Uh, yeah, at one point, it was even longer than what you see here with his uh, team with Brian Pillman. But this was a makeshift tag team of guys that they had really nothing for. Uh, they got thrown together. They didn't really have that great chemistry, and then finally came together for them. They have. Uh, they ended up buying. I think Brian bought them gold chains, which Steve still wears to this very day in honor of his uh, great friendship that was built because of this makeshift tag team with Brian Pillman. And they started getting over really well with uh, fans. Even though oh, you don't do that in WCW. Yeah, they were supposed to be heels, but they started getting momentum from fans, and they were instantly broke up and feuding with each other. And so, and then we saw Brian become the loose cannon and stuff like that, and Steve leave after being FedExed. But it's a shame that the Hollywood Blondes did not last and have a bigger legacy. That is true. 13 years ago in Tokyo, Japan, Takeshi Marushima defeated Matsuhura Masawa to win the GHC Heavyweight Championship and end the 448-day run for Masawa. Eight years ago today, Ring of Honor presented its 11th anniversary show, Scum, S-C-U-M, Johnny Jacobs and Steve Carino defeated Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. Matt Tavin defeated Adam Cole to win the ROH World Television Championship. Red Dragon, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly defeated the Briscoe Brothers, Jay and Mark, to win the ROH World Tag Team Championship. And the main event saw Kevin Steen defeat Jay Lethal to retain the ROH World Championship. Today would have been the 41st birthday of Lance Curtis McNaught, best known to wrestling fans as Garrison Cade and later Lance Cade. Uh, Lance trained at the Shawn Michaels Wrestling Academy in Santa Antonio. Wow, I didn't spell that very good. Texas. Uh, Cade spent time with FMW, signed with WWF in 2001, working for developmental company Heartland Wrestling Association and OVW. He would spend time in the WWE teaming with his tag partner from OVW, Trevor Murdoch, holding the WWE World Tag Belts three times. He would have some drug issues that led to a life-threatening seizure and ended up passing away due to an accidental lethal combination of drugs. And the last I knew of Trevor Murdoch, he was in uh, the NWA on the Power Show, and I'm not sure where, what he's doing now. Well, NWA, I believe I saw a report this uh, the other day, uh, which we'll uh, probably talk about later on tonight on the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, but I saw that um, Power got moved over to uh, Fight Network, so it's no longer on YouTube because oh. of that FIT uh, TV. So you have to go to that app. And I think either the 23rd of this month, all seven members of the NWA roster are going to be back on TV. All seven? <laughs> well, a lot of them had ended up leaving to go to yes. WWE or uh, AEW and even, uh, I think, Impact. So they have to re-load uh, up between now and their re-debut on uh, Fight uh, TV app. And uh, 
Billy Corgan sounds positive about it's moving forward, so we'll uh, see what happens. Uh, I really did wa uh, like watching Power. Um, I found it, you know, it's it's an hour show. Uh, I could sit there, watch it. By the time I was bored, the show was over. So I I, uh, I thought I thought it was good. I liked the small studio on it. It's it it was I thought it was done well. Uh, it's a happy 50th birthday for Yoshi legend Menima Toyota. Mainia, uh, Toyota is a retired professional wrestler, best known for her work with the All Japan uh, Women's Pro Wrestling, AJW. Uh, she is considered to be one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, regardless of gender. It's a happy 61st birthday to Deborah Gay Gail Marshall, best known as the queen of WCW, Deborah. March 3rd, 99 years ago in Wichita, Kansas, Ed the Strangler Lewis defeated Stanislaus Zabisco to win the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, this is the surname that Lawrence Whistler adopted, a.k.a. Larry Zabisco. 24 years ago, WCW presented their weekly Nitro from the Omni in Atlanta. The Omni would be torn down in July 1999, just four months after the show aired, and was replaced by the Phillips Arena. Uh, the Omni is the home of the very first War Games. Uh, yeah, um, there are a ton of uh, events were uh, done at the Omni uh, for NWA uh, WCW at the time. Uh, you get memorable matches like uh, the War Games were there. Uh, some Starcades ended up being there. Um, they ended up really uh, having lower uh, crowds show up uh, in later years as it got uh, going. But it was actually owned by uh, Ted Turner. So some of the uh, seats were filled with friends and family of the company to help, uh, you know, just free tickets, here you go type deal. Uh, especially when they couldn't sell too much. A lot of events got canceled at it. Um, Aaron Anderson on his uh, podcast kind of likened uh, this arena, the Phillips Arena, the or sorry, not the Phillips, the Omni, to being the southern equivalent to Madison Square Garden. So if you were a fan down in the south and watching wrestling, being able to go to the Omni was just like, oh, my God, this amazing thing. And that's why there were such big events like uh, war games and starcades and stuff like that there. I believe uh, I was listening to Conrad Thompson's uh, 83 weeks with uh, Eric Bischoff and they were talking about this exact show. And uh, they mentioned that this arena was also where uh, Jim Cornette fell off the scaffold and uh, broke his leg and stuff like that. Like there's so many memorable moments of the mm -hmm. army. And then, when it got torn down and became, and they put in the Georgia Dome, there's a, a lot of uh, history with wrestling at the Georgia Dome too. But uh, the Omni was, uh, as Anderson said, the southern equivalent to MSG. Uh, downside to this event, which I'm not sure if we have any more info on it, was this lovely picture here with Roddy Piper in one of the worst segments of, of the show, which just kept on dragging. Uh, he was uh, in a feud with the NWO and he talked about his family uh, being the fans, his family in Oregon, but he needed a family to uh, go after the NWO 
and fans were going to cheer yay or nay for these guys. Uh, he was going to fight six different guys to form his family. And it was a mixture of people obviously they knew, but they weren't wrestlers. They were some kickboxers, some um, sumo, well, John Tenta, the sumo wrestler, he was only uh, actual professional wrestler. There was boxers and stuff like that. And one uh, guy got really shit on by the fans and he was supposed to stay. And Piper just kept on trying to milk it and try and get uh, the best of them for the fans to go for it. And it just was a horrible, horrible segment that I guess, as Bischoff says at the end, when NWO and Piper's new family were about to brawl at the end, it kind of made the segment earlier in the night disappear. But these guys didn't last at all. I believe uh, the horsemen ended up replacing these guys uh, with Piper's feud with the NWO or different members, but these guys were just really horrible and didn't last long, but it was a uh, you know, night. One, one of the few uh, mistakes WCW made. Uh, the Dungeon of Doom on that, uh, Conan and Hugh Morris defeated the Four Horsemen, uh, Jarrett and Steve McMichael. Uh, Eddie Guerrero defeated the Ultimo Dragon and Lex Luger and the Giant Fight. The Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, to a no contest. Exciting. 24 years ago, WWF presented Monday Night Raw from Berlin, Germany. Uh, taped February 26th, the featured, the, this featured the finals of the tournament to crown the first WWF European champion. Uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeated Bret Hart by DQ. Rocky Maivia defeated Vader by DQ to retain the WWF IC belt. Psycho Sid defeated Mankind to retain the WWF championship. And the British Bulldog defeated Owen Hart in a tournament final to become the first WWF European champion. 20 years ago, Women of Wrestling, the all-women's promotion founded by David McLean, the man behind GLOW of the 80s, ceases operations indefinitely. The promotion was uh, co-owned by Los Angeles Lakers owner Jenny Buss. The show would leave behind 24 episodes and one crappy pay-per-view. Well, they did come back in 2012. Uh, and I think I've still been able to uh, survive uh, since then. But yeah, the first yeah, I think they, 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 they um, on the internet, like they, you can watch it on their website or whatever their shows. I believe it is. Yeah. So 18 years ago on Raw, Steve Austin made his first appearance on the show since his walkout from the company the previous summer. Austin was not happy as he walked out just three months prior after WrestleMania 18. He had a rough time away from the WWE as he and Deborah had a domestic dispute with Austin winding up arrested. 13 years ago in Liverpool, England, uh, Naruki Doi and Shingo defeated the Briscoe brothers uh, to win the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Eight years ago today, WWE announced that William Moody, best known as Paul Bearer, would be posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. The announcement came almost a year to the day of Moody's death. Seven years ago on Raw, the Usos defeated the New Age Outlaws, Road Dog Jesse James and Billy Ass Billy Gunn, uh, to win the WWE Tag Team Championship. 
five years ago, E.G. Aziki, uh, best known to wrestling fans as Hayabusa, passed away in his home in Kamada, uh, Tokyo, Japan. He was 47. And he was trained by sumo wrestler and All Japan Pro Wrestler star Takahashi Ishokawa. Uh, he would wrestle for Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling at FMW, making his debut in May of 91. It was while in Mexico, Iziki uh, de developed the Hayabusa gimmick and learned Lucha Libre under Rey Mysterio Sr. Iziki uh, wrestled for um, Mexico's top three promotions at the time, World Wrestling Association, AAA, and CMLL. While in Mexico, he also learned high-flying offensive from Ultimo Dragon, Izaki would turn down a tryout with WWE in 95 while wrestling in Florida. He would return to FMW and become the promotion's most popular performer and would be featured in many of FMW's most dangerous matches. And in October 2001, Izaki uh, attempted a springboard moonsault during a match against Mammoth Sazaki. Izaki uh, lost footing and landed on his head. He would crack two of his vertebrae, leaving him with a high fever and in a state of paralysis. After FMW shut down and Izaki retired, he would promote his own company, Wrestling's Marvelous Future. Izaki also took up a singing career, releasing five albums, uh, one posthumously and two collaborative albums. In April 2015, Zaki attended a press conference announcing the return of FMW. The promotion was reborn later in the month with Zaki and its executive producer. By the end of the year, Hayabusa ha had regained use of his legs and was able to walk with a cane. However, on March 3, 2016, Azaki suffered a subarachnoid hemorrhage due to a blood thinner he was taking at the time. Uh, tributes would pour in from all over the world, including WWE star Kalisto, who wore an outfit in tribute to the late Hayabusa at WrestleMania 32. Uh, he was survived by his ex-wife and two daughters. And finally, going to March 4th for this week. 47 years ago at MSG, Bruno Sammartino and Nikolai Volkov fought to a draw for the WWF Championship. The match was stopped due to the building's 11 p.m. curfew after 53 minutes. Hmm. 26 years ago today in Tokyo, Japan, Stan Hansen defeated to Toshihaki uh, Kawada to win the All Japan uh, Triple Crown Championship. It would be Hansen's fourth and final All Japan Triple Crown title. 21 years ago at an ECW on TNN taping in Philly, RVD vacated the ECW World Television Championship due to injury. It was a broken ankle. And at an even 700 days, RVD's run is the longest of any championship in company history. At 700 days, that's longer than the next two longest TV title reigns by Shane Douglas at 329 and Taz's 260-day run combined. Ten years ago, Ring of Honor presented their 10th anniversary show, Long Young Wolves Rising, from the Amsterdam Ballroom in New York. Uh, the All Night Express, Kenny King and Reet Titus, defeated wrestling's greatest tag team, Charlie Haas and Shelton Benjamin. 
uh, Jay Lethal and Tommaso Jampad fought to a 15-minute time limit draw for the ROH World Television Championship. And the Briscoes uh, defeated the Young Bucks, uh, Matt and Nick Jackson, to retain their ROH World Tag Team Championship. And the main event was Kevin Steen defeating Jimmy Jacobs in a no-DQ match. And I believe it's the Hammerstein Ballroom, not the Amsterdam um, Ballroom. Yeah, Hammerstein. That's better. Ten years ago, uh, also, New Japan Pro Wrestling presented their 40th anniversary event from Tokyo, Japan. Apollo 55, uh, Prince DeWitt and Raizuki Takurushi and Kushida defeated Hamaru Takahashi Takahashi. Kaki Wannabe and Tama Tonga. Uh, Tonga. Agoi Gun. Whatever, I'm skipping that one. I can't do that one today. Oh, and Takamichinoku was on this card. And uh, the main event uh, featured Okada defeating Tensuo Nato to retain the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Eight years ago today, WWE presented Old School Raw 2013. The show started with The Undertaker's return for the umpteenth time and Mae Young's last WWE appearance, um, celebrating her 90th birthday with the girl. On the card, Jim Duggan defeated Jack Swagger by DQ. Team Hell No, which was Daniel Bryan and Kane, defeated the primetime players Darren Young and Titus O'Neil. And CM Punk defeated Randy Orton, Sheamus, in the Big Slow in a fatal four-way match to earn a match against The Undertaker at Mania 29. And that is it for this week. This Week in Wrestling History is compiled, compiled from the vast land of Google, Wikipedia, CagesideSeats.com, and most importantly, from fans and journalists that had front row seats to history. And next week, we will find out that there is a tag team out there um, that held the, I believe it's the WCW World uh, Tag Team Belt that actually held it for negative six days. Negative six days. Okay. Because of TV tapings. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Uh, we'll have to see what that's all about. I know there's actually, a, uh, a, a quick on it. A quick on it. They actually wrestled the match where they lost it first, and then they wrestled the match where they won it. Okay. Uh, is that the uh, Cruiserweight? Uh, no, that was um, the, um, the the Freebirds, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know uh, coming up, uh, it should be uh, very shortly, could be as early as this week, uh, this next episode or the following one, where WCW goes down and uh, the uh, WCW Cruiserweight Tag Team titles were like one on one night and then uh, a week later or something like that, they were uh, they switched and ended up the final uh, night of Nitro. So we'll have to see what comes up with that. But yeah, I want to thank you once again for uh, doing all this lovely research. And getting into uh, the weeds with uh, the rich history of wrestling. And, uh, yeah, just going back and seeing some good times, some sketchy times. Uh, celebrating births, remembering uh, great superstars, 
We got all uh, basically as much as possible during this uh, one hour show. And we hope uh, people enjoy it and want to uh, put their input or uh, they can make a comment uh, anywhere along the bottom. Share your memories uh, with us and uh, be a part of the show that way. Like It's a big uh, collaborative thing we're doing and we love wrestling. Hopefully you do too and that's why you're watching. But I want to thank you. For being a part of this, whether you're listening to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get podcasts from, I think we're on like 11 different uh, ones, and of course, you're watching either on YouTube or Facebook right now, uh, Ontario Independent Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners uh, Podcasting Network, so we got the UK and Canada covered. Jonesy, you got anything else you want to add before we uh, take off? Uh, not today, as my end, I'm getting some loud popping through the speaker, so. Oh, okay. Weird. Maybe someone's uh, running a blender, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, want to uh, thank everybody for joining us. Check out Fantasy Warfare Tournament. We uh, talked about Shawn Michaels' 17 uh, matches, and also join us later on tonight for the regular Scumbags Wrestling Podcast, previewing uh, AEW's Revolution and also updates on the Ontario uh, Indie Wrestling March Madness Tournament. So we'll catch you later. Have a good one. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8pm for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network.